The burn unit at Brook Army Medical Center at Fort Sam Houston, Texas, serves as the sole burn center for the entire Department of Defense. The need for teamwork across disciplines is what distinguishes this multidisciplinary burn center from other facilities around the world. You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is Dr. Kevin Chung, medical intensivist and PA Charles Thompson, surgical and critical care PA from the Army Burn Center, Fort Sam Houston, Texas. Today we're discussing a multidisciplinary approach to medical care. Hi, Dr. Chung. Hi, Charles. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. So first, Dr. Chung, tell us about the Burn Center and the Burn Center's mission. So the U.S. Army Burn Center is physically located at Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio, Texas. We are a hospital within a hospital, essentially. By that, I mean, although we are physically located within Brook Army Medical Center, we are under separate leadership structure. And so the U.S. Army Burn Center actually comes under the U.S. Army Institute of Surgical Research. So you may hear folks refer to the Burn Center as either the Institute of Surgical Research or Brook. Either way, as the Burn Center, we are, like you said, Lisa, the only burn center that services uh, those uh, casualties that are burned uh, in the Department of Defense. However, we also act as the regional burn center for all of South Texas. And so as the regional burn center, we probably admit on a yearly basis locally about 300 patients a year, and added to that are the casualties, military casualties from the war in Afghanistan and Iraq, where uh, over the last four or five years, we've averaged 200 to 250 patients a year. And so the U.S. Army Burn Center has been around for a very long time, since the 1940s. And in the U.S., it's one of the first two centers that are dedicated to burn care and only burn care. Well, I want to talk about the multidisciplinary team that you have. I visited Brook Army Medical Center last spring, and I was really impressed with the outstanding facilities overall. But when I got to your burn center, I felt something extraordinary. There was a synergy in your unit and with your team that was really overwhelming. And I I thought about it while I was there. I thought about it when I left. I work in medicine, and I've never really seen or heard a multidisciplinary team like yours. So there's a lot of teams involved in the care of the burn patients, but Dr. Chung, if you could just tell us about your acute team right there that works with you at the burn center. Right. That is one of the highlights of working at a place like this. As you could probably imagine, the burn patient, both acutely and chronically, requires a multifaceted approach to their care because there are so many issues that arise from the injury and issues that arise while the patient is recovering from the injury. And so we employ a multidisciplinary approach that, as you sort of alluded to, is unprecedented. I've been involved with critical care for about 10 years, and and in other places that I've worked, we do have multidisciplinary teams. However, this burn center and others like it basically essentially take it to another level. From the point that the patient is admitted to our burn center, from day one, they are taken care of by multiple subspecialists that essentially act as a team. For instance, you have the lead surgeon, the burn surgeon, who 
essentially manages the care, oversees the care from day one all the way through to recovery and rehab. You have the bedside nurse, obviously. Usually our patient nurse-to-patient ratio is one and a half or two to one, depending on how sick the patient is. So two nurses, essentially, to one patient is our usual norm for the sicker patients. We have a respiratory therapists that are dedicated to the burn center, so they don't go anywhere else in the hospital. They stick with us, and they have a special skill set and know all about inhalation injury and complex airway management and so on and so forth. We have dietitians that round with us. So all these people that I mentioned are uh, on daily rounds. And so our rounds, when we do morning rounds in the ICU, easily you'll have 30 personnel, 30 people, that uh, caretakers that are going to be rounding, participating in rounds and giving input. So dietitians, social workers that are involved from day one who assist with family members, essentially caseworkers, physical therapists and occupational therapists that are involved from day one that you wouldn't think it, but even on the first day, proper positioning is crucial to prevent long-term complications of the burn, stricture and whatnot. And so that's the immediate care team. And then you add adjuncts to the care team. I am a medical intensivist that I am called upon to consult on all the patients in the ICU We have Mr. Thompson, who's a physician assistant, who will, on most occasions, help in delivery of care, whether it be a placement of a central line or management of the ventilator. Mr. Thompson takes call along with the residents that rotate with us, residents and fellows. We also have PharmDs that we're looking for a dedicated PharmD. Uh, That would be ideal but we have a rotating PharmD that that comes up from the main hospital that consults and and, uh, participates on rounds with us. And so this multidisciplinary team is really crucial in the overall care of the patient from day one. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Dr. Kevin Chung, medical intensivist and PA Charles Thompson, surgical and critical care PA from the Army Burn Center, Fort Sam, Houston, Texas. And we're discussing a multidisciplinary approach to medical care. So let's focus for a minute on one of the people on the team, which is the physician assistant. Charles, tell us what roles PAs play on this team and what your role is on the team. Well, as Dr. Chung was saying, My role, and I feel strongly that the role of the other five PAs that function in the Institute of Surgical Research, number one, is to make sure that lanes of communication pretty much remain open between all the providers, and providers meaning the staff surgeons, the fellows, the residents, the PAs, and the ancillary staff as well. And as we attempt to put the warrior population back to productive life and back to active duty in in many cases. And So to that end, we're involved in all phases of patient care, and our goal is kind of to be the go-to person that the PAs would gain enough experience in their functioning in the burn unit that anyone can feel comfortable coming to us with questions or with guidance. And I'll give an example. P.A. McCorkle, one of the gentlemen that I have the pleasure of working with, has been here over 15 years in the burn unit. And as both a nurse and a P.A., 
I have been as well. So that's 30 years plus of experience in the burn ICU. Where else other than the ICU and the operating room do PAs work in the burn center? Well, we also function in the clinic. We have a clinic here that sees a significant amount of both soldiers and civilians. And I believe in 2008, we were well over 5,000 clinic patients that we examined. And all of them, of course, having been burned previously and been patients, not all, but for the most part, having been patients in the burn unit at one time. And now they're coming back for follow-up care. Immediately after the ICU, I skipped over the step-down unit, what is 4 East and we refer to as our step-down unit. So once a patient is out of the acute critical phase of their injury, and that is to say that they're off the ventilator, that their burn wounds have been addressed initially in the operating room, that they are what we refer to as closed, down to about 20% or less open burn wounds, then we will transfer them over to our step-down unit for East. That unit is primarily run by two PAs, James Williams and Kelly Wright, and they function as the primary caregivers on that unit. So we have two PAs in the ICU, we have two in the step-down unit, we have two in the clinic. All of us are also cross-trained to function in various phases within the burn facility as we're needed because, again, our role is to really support the physician wherever we are needed. What's your typical day, Charles? You know, most of us get here about the same time, around 6 in the morning. We start preparing for rounds, whether it's in the ICU or on Fort East or seeing patients in the clinic. And so we begin our day with a, with a progress note. And I think we're fortunate here that all of our progress notes are on the computer now. And so we have easy access. We all have a computer or laptop or a computer at our desk or at the bedside of the patient. And we can sit down, examine the patient, initiate a note, and then present on rounds. And following the rounds, when we present the patient, and as I jokingly say, defend our actions at times, then we can go back to our note, finalize the plan of care, and then go back to the patient and then begin the real work of the day. And that is following out what that plan of care uh, is going to be, whether it's changing out central lines, doing a bronchoscopy, either to determine whether a patient has an inhalation injury or a therapeutic bronchoscopy just to make sure that there's no sloughing in the airway and that we can maintain a ventilation, adequate ventilation and perfusion for the patient. Whatever it is that we do, we do it as quick as we can because, again, with two eight-bed ICU units that are full quite a bit, we're busy. And so procedures follow rounds and then we get back with the staff surgeons and Kevin, the medical intensivist, at the end of the day. We make rounds once again, try to see where we're all at, what needs to be done, wrapped up for the day, and then we start the next day. It's busy. And, of course, you have to throw in the operating room. We run the operating room every day. Tell me a little bit about the operating room. How warm is it in there? Well, we keep the operating room at about 98 degrees. And so, yes, it is warm. But when you consider the fact that our patient population simply, they're here because the largest organ of the body is in jeopardy and quite a bit of it we're taking off, depending on the size of the burn, they can't control their temperature. Charles, you're a civilian PA in the Army. Tell us how that's different from being an enlisted PA. Well, of course, our training as PAs remains the same, our base education. However, a PA in the Army is subject to deployment and permanent change in duty stations, and as civilians, we're not. And so we are able to remain in our current profession, that is to say, the burn unit. 
And as such, we can give institutional memory the fact that, that Jeff McCorkle and I have been here a combined time of over 30 years, whereas military PAs would transfer every 18 to 24 months. So I think that is the primary difference in the civilian and the active duty PA. Dr. Chung, how do you feel the PAs contribute to the U.S. Army Burn Center mission? Well, clearly the PAs play an essential role in the delivery of care in the burn center. Mr. Thompson is an essential member of the ICU team, as is Mr. McCorkle, Jeff McCorkle. And without them, a lot of stuff that goes on on a day-to-day basis, a lot of the care that's delivered would essentially have to be performed by the attending physician, surgeon, and when the attending surgeon is pulled in 10 different directions with this surgery and that surgery, having somebody in the unit that can essentially be that physician's extender is vital. And so Mr. Thompson and Mr. McCorkle are essentially the eyes and ears and the doers in the ICU and allows a lot of the work that's done in the OR to occur when things get very busy. With regards to operative cases, Jeff and Charles will often go into the operating room and and assist surgeons when they are short in the operating room and, and assist in major cases when four or five surgeons are needed. A major excision, anything greater than 40% excision requires four or five surgeons, and they play an essential role in that process. Well, your team is doing amazing work for our troops and our wounded warriors, and we have listeners from all medical disciplines. If they have interest in the Army Burn Unit, where can they get some more information? Well, we do have a website. The website is www.usaisr.mil, and this is essentially the website of the U.S. Army Institute of Surgical Research, under which is the U.S. Army Burn Unit. And so if you go to that website, you can find information regarding our burn center. In addition, you can probably Google U.S. Army Burn Center, and lots of articles have been written about the burn center especially over the last five years with our experience taking care of the combat wounded and and so on, the advances that have occurred. And so a lot of information can be found if you look for it. Well, Dr. Chung and P.A. Thompson, we thank you very much for coming on the show. Sure. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. I'm P.A. Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And you can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And thanks for listening.